Okay. Yeah, yeah, we can go over that later. What's this weird coded long division you Chloe was there? doing show me a magic trick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's very fitting. <laughs> you ready? Yep. Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. And I'm Darren. Today we are going to discuss a movie called Parallel. Now on IMDb, it says Parallel 2018. So this is from a few years ago. However, if you really go into the release dates page, it was released in 2018, but only through typically film festivals. It didn't really become a public for everyone in cinema until uh, 2020. Is that maybe because of the pandemic? Possibly. Maybe that put it off a bit longer than normal. It's been around for a few years, but for us, we only became aware of it very recently. Right. I was able to see this in the cinema. I think this may be one of those that the cinemas went, we need to show something. (laughs) (laughs) And there's not a lot coming out. So they showed this. I enjoyed it. I recommended it to you. We found it. And we've now watched it, decided it was worth talking about. The director is Isaac Esban. He is, from what I understand, at least a native Spanish speaker. So... His other movies before this, I think this is his first English language movie. Okay. He's done a number of short films and one other film that I already saw the IMDb page and description for and said, oh, we may want to check that out. So depending on how we feel about that one, we may be talking about that one in the future as well. The writer for this one is Scott Blazik. IMDb rating of 5.8 with a thousand people voting in. Rotten Tomatoes, just not many people have reviewed it. So 85% from the critics, but only 13 have chimed in. And audience, 52%. And again, very low. So fewer than 50 people have left their mark on, on, on right. what they feel this movie is worth. That's interesting. I didn't think it was that bad like to, to get 50-50. No, and I would not... <laughs> I don't think we would be talking about this today mm. if I did feel it was worth 50-50. This is not the kind of movie I will die on the hill for, like Captive State. <laughs> but I do think that it's better than that. And I am hoping that just because it is newer, relatively, and with pandemic stuff going on at the moment, a lot of people aren't going to the cinema. So maybe when this hits more streaming services or something, then more people chime in and that will balance itself out. I can understand why people wouldn't like it, but I do like it. I mean, I can understand why people didn't like parts of it, but as a whole, it's definitely not that bad. I've got some issues with a a couple of bits, but it's not a bad movie in the end. It has a fantastic opening. Yeah. (laughs) This is an opening much like Lights Out or... I'm trying to think of another good one. But basically, you get a short film to open it up. Well, even Captive State, I guess. You get a kind of short film that could stand on its own as its own super mini story, but would work, but explains what's going on in this world and also is connected to this world. This is where movies like the more recent Escaper movie that we talked about fail because they tried to do this but by showing you a clip from later in the movie. Yeah, from the end. <laughs> this is the way you want to do it. You want to have this mini opening that gives you an idea of everything that's going on 
that's its own little story that is in some way connected to what's going on later in the movie. Don't give away the end of your movie (laughs) or something very late in the movie. Just give us this. This is the kind of way to open up. And I like it. I think that they kind of had me once I saw this. I was like, now I'm intrigued. Now I want to see more. Overall, I think that the movie is very well shot and edited. There's only one scene where I would really say, "Mm, that that doesn't work for me. It's clearly a low-budget movie or a lower-budget movie just because of the the very small amount of sets and actors that they have in the movie, but it works very well. That doesn't stop us. We've done Primer, and we're very happy with Primer, and that had pretty much... Two guys. Resolution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I am totally down for this. I love to see this. And it doesn't look cheap. And that's the great thing is they've just done a fantastic job of making it look professional, look interesting. And the sound, too. There are some really interesting sound things that go on here. The music works well. It's not perfect, but all of these good things make me enjoy it. And not just to enjoy it, but enjoy it enough to have watched it once, recommended it to you, and then watched it a couple more times for notes for this episode. And honestly, I would probably watch it again at some point. I mean, no rush through now because I've seen it three (laughs) times recently, but I would see this one again. I think that especially the character work and the way the actors interact, the on-screen chemistry they have, works in a way that even if the movie weren't as well put together, I would probably still enjoy it. But it just has a lot of these good things going for it. So if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. There's probably not a lot of people that you are going to recognize in the movie. I didn't recognize anybody. The only character I recognized or the only actor would be David Harewood. But I can't really talk about that until we get in the spoiler (laughs) section. But that's pretty much it. It is an interesting movie. Should we even say what the premise is? IMDb does. And I read that and it didn't really feel like it. Because you get it within the first couple minutes in that opening, I didn't Mm. really feel like it spoiled me. I mean, it's about parallel universes. Yeah, I mean, it is called parallel. It's a title, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. As far as doing this kind of movie, I think that it's very good. And I would say before you listen to this, I would definitely recommend give it a chance. But if you have seen it already, or you really don't care about spoilers, well, listen on. But for the rest of you, this is your... Spoiler warning. Let's get into this movie. There are stupid things in the movie. (laughs) There are great visuals in the movie, as I said already. There are some vague parts that we could probably fill. And the thing is that I I think the thing that I want to talk about the most, hopefully, will be the good story mechanics. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of fantastic little things they do in this movie to really make it feel like you know what's going on, even though it tries to surprise you a few times, even when it does those kind of things, it just feels fitting because they've set it up. Yeah. The one thing that I would say about it is, is the movie doesn't try to come off as too smart for you or too intelligent for you. It's got, like you said, it's got a couple of twists, but you do see them coming and it's not really a huge deal because you've seen them in other movies before anyway, but it doesn't try and do like, ha, gotcha, didn't I? It's like, they just kind of throw them in there and like, yeah, you knew that was coming. But right. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Or at least something like that was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a movie about parallel universes. There are some things that you have are to just going to have to happen. <laughs> 
But no, I like that. I love the the kind of simplicity of this movie. Uh, that was one thing that I did enjoy about it is that. It is a movie about parallel universes and it's a lot of stuff that we expect to be done that have been done, but they do it in a different way. It's it's kind of cool. The way they handle some of the, the simplicity or making it easy for us to understand, again, just very organic with the way they've set things up. Measuring time in pizza boxes and beer bottles. That is fantastic. But even before that, when they're kind of explaining this, and I may mention this again later, but when they're explaining about the time difference and... They have the diagram. It's a little, they've got the <laughs> diagram and all the math, and it, it could be a little confusing because it happens really fast. But they have Lena, who is a designer, who goes, uh, can you simple it down yeah, for yeah. the designer? And a couple extra lines of dialogue. And now it's been explained in two different ways. Just beautifully done. That really makes it easy for the viewer to understand what's going on without talking over our heads or without Shane Cruz. Lots of exposition. <laughs> that, that, that you can't hear. <laughs> and that works. I, I really enjoy that. But I think the best thing for me is, again, that, that opening where we start off. There is a man and a woman. They are doing work in bed with a record player nearby. He looks like he's grading papers or something. She's looking through her photographs. The dog barks. So she goes down to feed the dog. Dog already has a ton of food in the bowl, but... yeah. <laughs> But is waiting to get more. After she feeds the dog, in the mirror, we see this masked figure appear. The masked figure will ask about her husband, make her sit down, says she's bringing a pillow for her back, which I didn't buy for a second. That's <laughs> for your back, sure. And then shoots her, takes off the mask. We see that it is somebody who looks exactly like mm -hmm. the woman who was just shot. Well, and then after that, I think, is when she puts the body in the trunk of the car, heads upstairs, and is very lovingly cuddling with her husband and just staring at him. Mm -hmm. And he has picked, of the two pictures, she was saying, which one do you like better? I like the second one. And he says, but they are so similar, I can barely tell them apart. <laughs> well, I've got news for you. <laughs> but this, again, in its own right, could have been a very interesting YouTube short film. Boom. Done. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't go with just extending this story throughout the whole movie. I was kind of, when I put this on, I was like, I don't, don't really want to watch a whole movie about this couple. <laughs> so I'm glad it was just the, the, the setup for the, the movie as a whole. It could have been an interesting movie if we'd seen her stuff from the beginning. However, please don't make this prequel. <laughs> I don't want it. It feels very much like that's something that they could do in the Conjuring universe. That is something they do all the time. Right. I do not want this prequel. That was just to set up the rest of the story. It's done. And I don't want a sequel either. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and they, yeah, it was just, just by the end. I'm like, no, no. It felt almost like they were teasing that. And I, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. It's good once. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> We will cut into our actual story, which is started off by Noel and Devin, who are presenting about their meter made app in some sort of boardroom, meeting room. It's not going well. They're not getting a lot of good response. It's clearly one of those things where Reed, who sits at the head of the table, is in control of everything because whenever Noel puts out a question or something that would require a response, all heads turn towards Reed, which is a really good visual moment. And 
just explains exactly the situation of what's going on. Devin is trying to promote it by the technical side and the good things it can do. And Noel keeps stepping over him in the presentation and trying to make it sound more interesting, less tech side. It's a great introduction to these two characters, their dynamic, while also setting up the main problem of the early story, which is they had made this app. They've been working on this for a long time. And Reed says, well, can you have it by Thursday? Because we found somebody who can. And I said, oh, well, who can? And it's somebody that they both know. Yeah. Is this guy Seth? We don't hear his name for a while, so I had to double check it. <laughs> they go to Seth's place and are yelling at him. And Devin's saying, I, I told you that in confidence. And we were going to hire you. Seth said, oh, well, you're going to hire me for not enough money. So why not do it myself? Mm. Not a very nice guy. Yeah. We then cut to Lena and Josh. They're doing a sort of game where they're drawing each other. Well, at least they're supposed to be. But <laughs> Josh is not actually drawing her. But I love this whole dynamic here and the setup of who these characters are and their friendship which feels very genuine. It really works for me. She's like, you're not drawing a beard on me again, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm doing some shading. It's very important. And we find he's not even drawing her at all. He's drawing Carmen, their neighbor, and also regular bartender in a character kind of way. This is also where we find out that he's a bit obsessed with Carmen. He is also, he's also changed Lena's screensaver to be some old work that she's done. Which is funny, but also kind of sweet, because he's doing this to say, you should be doing more actual art again, not just doing logos for us. Right. It's just so much in one tiny space. And it works. It works because the dialogue feels natural, because their on-screen chemistry works. And it's fun. That's one thing about this movie as well that I don't think I've said before. It's just watching this movie for me is fun. There's a lot of good moments in it that don't need to be there, but they actually add to the enjoyment, the kind of fun factor that I can never quite put my finger on why some movies make this work and some movies it just falls flat. This one for me works. Noel and Devin are going to come in looking miserable, so the other two know that something bad has happened. So they head to the bar. Of course. And they're kind of commiserating and saying a few things. But I like this because they don't do a lot of talking about how bad everything went. We don't need a lot of exposition of Devin and Noel telling the other two exactly what happened. Because we've just seen it. And by taking them from the house to the bar, we can assume that the conversation happened along the way or before they left. And some of the things they're talking about relate to the fact that they do know and that they're in on it. Again, works well. The pacing of this movie flows very well for me. In this conversation, though, one thing that I find interesting is Josh says he dreams of blowing up a million dollars. Even early on, yeah. boom, it seems ridiculous, but it's going to pay off later. Yeah. Carmen talks about an old hermit lady who vanished from their house, the house that the four share. She says their house is cursed. Devin thinks he's cursed because every company he works on or project he works on seems to fail in some way. Noel is... There is a whole montage of things that are happening here. Noel is trying to keep Devin excited to work. Carmen 
says something to Lena about, I don't know how you could get tired of those blue eyes referring to Noel. Lena says, oh no, that's a bad idea. Keep your work and your personal life separate. Mm -hmm. And also saying that it was kind of a disaster. This is great because this tells us that Lena and Noel used to date. So we know that. And also kind of hints as to why she might not get involved with either of the other two because this was a problem before. Josh is uh, flirting with somebody at the bar until her boyfriend comes. <laughs> when we get back to the house, Devin admits that he's decided to leave for an actual paying job. He doesn't want to work doing this stuff anymore. He talks about how he's sunk his savings into this one. He heads to the laundry room. Noel confronts him. Josh throws a wrench and that creates a hole in the wall. The hole in the wall is now where our interesting part of the story really begins. This is where we are going to pull away this fake wall and get up to the attic. And the attic is a secret area with a lot of interesting things in it. In the secret area, there is what they refer to as a periscope mm -hmm. that they can look into pretty much every room in the house from, which is probably done through a series of mirrors or possibly cameras yeah it looks like mirrors it's like something out of mist again that it's just weird <laughs> even when i saw that kind of thing i was like oh yeah that's definitely just taken out of a computer game <laughs> the shape of it yeah. the way it looks yeah very very different the thing that always got me was why wouldn't you cover it up if you knew it was there because this was their secret room so no 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 i know that you my friend can look into my bedroom Mm -hmm. Why do I not try to cover up the mirror or camera that's clearly in the room? Oh, right. So, that, like, towards the end of the movie when they're spying on people, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you don't need that anymore, but... Yeah. <laughs> I like my privacy. Yeah. I don't want you looking in on me. I would have found that. None of them seem to, which, to me, is a little surprising. Unless it's just a hole in the wall that they... Yeah, maybe they can't... Because you never actually get to see it in the room, do you? No, but... A hole in the wall can still be covered. Yeah, true. Yeah, Everything here can be covered in some way. And I'm shocked that they didn't bother to. But that's important for the story. So here's a time where it's kind of like a vague, stupid thing. But it's important for the story. So here it is. I don't think it's the attic, though. I think it's because they're in the basement. Because that's where like the washing machine and all that is when they hit the wall. Yeah. And there are stairs that go up into that secret room. But I never thought it was an attic because when they go through that kind of lion, the witch in the wardrobe thing to come outside they're coming out of the cellar aren't they they're coming out of the, the bottom of the house they don't come out of the attic so i think all of that stuff is are they coming up okay i thought they were coming down ah. right. well here's the other reason i think why i thought that when you look through the periscope yeah. you're always looking down on the rooms right yeah it does yeah yeah so for in my head it was oh plus when you look at this room I mean, the way like the way that it is yeah. shaped looks like an attic so I'm still going to lean towards this an attic. But I mean, that thing that they come out of, it leads onto the ground level. Yeah? Yeah, I thought I thought the stairs went down. I didn't think they were coming up. Oh, I see. You mean, but the, yeah. The, the tunnel or the, whatever goes well, down. Their head dude does, yeah, come out, like, kind of, like, at the ground. But it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's just like, yeah. The one stairs thing, let us know. Is it an is, attic or is it a basement? Yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the things I just didn't understand about the movie is, like, no one found this? Like, I know you can't find it from the inside, but no one found these doors from the outside? Like, oh, where do these go? That is another vague, stupid thing. And I can't imagine they... that these four wouldn't have found 
these doors on the outside and go, where does this go? Yeah. Or there's parts where they just leave it wide open. And then when they leave and they go away, it's just like, oh, we'll just leave this open (laughs) for our doubles to find. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I really feel like they should have... I Here's what I think is really happening with the way... And I understand your confusion. I think in real life, this is a cellar entrance. Right. That just happens to be on the house that they've rented to film this in. But I think movie-wise, it's not meant to be. Right. But I think that's also why they haven't, say, made fake doors that don't look like fake doors. Mm. Because ideally, it should just look like siding, like the outside of the house. It should be a mystery that you couldn't just see by walking around the house. Right. If those doors existed with these four, they would have tried to get in at some point. Yeah. So you probably... Here's a vague <laughs> part where they should have explained why they had never found their way in before, like it was locked, or they were told something by the landlord. Yeah. Or just had a different a different exit or something like that. Yeah, like some tunnel that pops out in the garden or something i don't know anything just yeah, that, that, that kind of like the bar doors to the like the cellar doors on the side of pubs you know just like from Shaun of the dead also upstairs there are journals which come into play later we find out these are marissa's the woman from the beginning of the film that's right that's right a lot of pictures and stuff as well yeah oh right we have lots of pictures of her stalking herself basically yeah, yeah. And even I think Devin says, oh, is she a twin? Because Mm. there's a picture where she can see herself in the reflection as well as the person she's stalking. There is a magazine with two slightly different covers, which totally washed over me the first time. I didn't know what was going on with that. But that's so key to what this whole premise, the difference is. And I'm just impressed with how simply they threw that in there. And even with a rational explanation, maybe she was a magazine designer Mm -hmm. or something like that and honestly with the way she was working with the two photographs that could be her job yeah we also have of course the mirror which is the most important thing i will say this they do a very deliberate shot of the mirror to show it from all its angles later in this opening scene where we're exploring this area it does have a very solid wooden back i say that because they messed up at the end in a way that really irritates me (laughs) There's also just a closet. It looks like it's full of clothes, as well as just random things like a children's tricycle. tricycle. From the Shining. <laughs> <laughs> and some other things which, again, make me think this is an attic because this is where you would store these kinds of things. While checking out that closet, Josh bumps into Devin, whose hand goes into the mirror. They play around a little bit with that. I do want to say this. I love the sound effect for the mirror. Yeah, yeah. When it kicks on and when it kicks off, I think it's wonderful. I know it's probably a simple effect with just some wire audio, wires being tossed or whipped in a way, but it just sounds good. And the way that when they're trying it out and it's click on, click off, click on, yeah. click off, and you get to hear it multiple times, but it just works in a way that I was very surprised by. I didn't notice it so much the first time, but on my second watch, I was like, wow. I really like that sound and it just, it works very well. One thing that I would have liked for them to try is more angles. They only ever try it straight up and down and at the angle they know that it works. They don't ever try to lean it back more to see if maybe it could do something else. For me, it looked like it just clicked into place. I I felt like there was just, it was just like a binary mirror. It was just like on or off. And that might be, it might be where it locks into place Yeah, because... 
there would be no actual practical reason to have a mirror that can lie like a table, right? So mm. <laughs> I could totally buy that one. But it just seemed like, to me, oh, I'd want to try all the angles. Right. And yeah, they didn't do that. But that's not as big a deal because what they do start exploring with it is very good. Everybody is putting their hand in it first. And then Devin, phone camera, yeah. Devin takes a video so they know what that is. Josh, after a few beers, decides, ah, whatever, I'm going to go in. Yeah. He goes in and sneaks out to the back, sees all of them, including himself, having a barbecue, smartly takes a video that he can take back to show them. Then they start exploring even more. I think the next thing that happens is when Josh and Noel decide to jump through, but they jump through at different times. They don't see each other and they come back. Oh, well, things are a little bit different. Actually, probably before that is the the time where Josh realizes that for him, he was there 15 minutes or something. But when he came out, they said, oh, it's only been a few seconds. Yeah. I love time distortion <laughs> in stories. Yeah. It's very interesting. And they, like I said before, they explain that part very, very simply, as well as when Josh and Noel jump through and they're separate. And then immediately they... I, I don't even think they even said anything. They just grabbed hands and ran in yeah. without thinking. Then they pop out again. And that, to me, is just... It's fun, and it explains all the things you need. Well, also, then, afterwards, Noel giving his little presentation about, well, this is what's happening with the time. This is what's happening with the universes. There's parallel universes. When we jump in, it's always this moment. It starts from whenever we jump in, but... Time is different, so it takes a lot longer inside the other world. They start calling them alts. Hmm. So in the alt world, they can stay a lot longer and only be a fraction of the time when they jump back. As well as every time they come back, they always come back to their main world. So it's never an issue of... You would think they would at least worry that maybe when they came back, it would not be the same again. Yeah, yeah. But they don't really seem to care. <laughs> but they've set up the rules. They've set up the rules for the world and the way this mirror works mechanically very clearly. And they adhere to that. Yeah. And that's that's really important for any kind of movie like this. Yeah. Everything just gets established. And it's like, that's it. The one thing that I was waiting for, like, I was like, what happens if... Can you get stuck between the mirror? And they answer that question at the end. So it's like, yeah, it's like they did everything. Checked all the boxes. So as far as that goes, very solid. I love the way that they've set up the rules. They've explored it in a fun way. Then they tell us exactly what it is. And now we know. And we don't have to worry about that for the rest of the movie. There's no surprise. Ooh, but the mirror can also do this. Yeah, no, 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 no. The rules are established. It's set. Much like a good puzzle game. It's set the rules. We know what they are. And it follows them. But it's going to play around with them in a few different ways. Yeah, so how creative can you get with that rule, basically? And that's what I liked about this next part is because it's not like the Back to the Future thing where they're like, oh, we'll bet on sports games because they try that and they're like, ah, that doesn't work. Oh, but, but that's not even the first thing they do. No, no. The very first thing they do is go, what's our main problem? Yeah. We need to get the app out by Thursday. We can live in this world. Yeah. And they don't even really go into a big detail of this is our plan oh, this is our unfair advantage, eh? saying that they're going to use a lot. And you see Devin ordering 30 pizzas. I'm like, what? What's the problem? I just want 30 pizzas. 
you get a great montage of Josh and Noel in the world. Like you said, the pizza's disappearing piece by piece. The beer's piling up. Josh's beard grows out. Just lots and lots of clever things are doing with the fact that you need to order the 30 pizzas now because it'll be seconds or minutes on this end, but it's going to be hours and days and weeks on the other end. And that's just fantastic. Mike, I mean, I love pizza. (laughs) Not that much. (laughs) But every day for four weeks, the same pepperoni pizza every time. Where were they going to the bathroom as well? I did wonder about that. (laughs) I do wonder if the beer bottles had a second purpose. (laughs) I also wondered if they might be using the periscope to sneak down to the bathroom at night. Mm. I think that might be an option. But my point was that from before was that they could do all the kind of, they definitely had the option to do all the regular stuff, but they're like, no, we'll use the time dilation as our source of cheating the system or winning. And they do other different things later as well that are not just like the standard tropes of time travel or parallel universes and things like that. They do get really creative with what they've been given. Yeah. But I love that the first thing they did was something very practical. Yeah. And as soon as there was a time dilation, I went, well, now you've got the time you need. Yeah, yeah. And then they followed through with that. And that was great. Yeah, because they could have just gone, well, who cares about the app now? We can try all these other things. Exactly. Yeah. But no, they do that. Yeah, they're almost honest in the beginning, or at least yeah. most, most of them are honest in the beginning. Noel and Josh finally get it working. They pop out of the mirror. Lena is basically cuddling with Devin, but quickly moves away when she realizes there are other two guys there. We see Noel confidently in the boardroom again saying, oh, you wanted it by Thursday? How about today? <laughs> and then I love where the four of them all drive up in a car and toss a, <laughs> what I'm assuming is a burner phone. Yeah, I hope they say, here, have a free phone because they yeah. don't even get it back. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming is just a, a burner phone that probably cost 50 bucks or yeah. something. And They toss the phone and they say, oh, check with Reed if you want to know more. And drive off it's a fun little revenge bit yeah and i am okay with that (laughs) seth of course is very upset he won't be able to get his app off the ground now never has in the first place now instead of commiserating at the bar they're going to be celebrating at the bar they tell carmen that they did it they were able to get the app out carmen says something to the effect of but you said that would be impossible what's going on what's your secret and they're very uh, deflecting about it. And she says, well, you can either have secrets or free drinks, but you can't have both, which is a great line. <laughs> and they choose to have secrets. Yeah. Again, they refer to it as their unfair advantage. Noel says, we found our unfair advantage. There's a geeky quote off, which I absolutely love. <laughs> I think Noel is the one who says, whoa. I love a quote off as much as anybody else, but we need to focus on what we're doing here. Josh, this is where they're trying things. So Josh tries the lotto. It's a great scene just because the others get all excited and it doesn't work. Yeah. They're a bit gutted. But Noel says, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Maybe there are things that we can do. So the first thing we need to do intelligently is let's get more information. So they start trying to figure out how the universes are identical and what ways they are not. What can they take advantage of? 
Yeah, I like this part a lot, actually. It's like what they did before with the mirror where they like put their hands in and you may, you may think it's like, oh, this is like, you know, baby steps and we don't need to see this. Let's watch something faster paced, whatever. But it's like, no, this works because it's building something up. And then for this part as well, they're like doing really boring things like, okay, check all the street names, you know, <laughs> like see yeah. if there's a different street name. They're uh, reading all the history books. Yeah. And it's like, Outside oh. of a couple things, it's pretty much all exactly yeah, the same. It's like just a choice of words here and this or, or whatever. And it's not until much later on, or not, not terribly later on, but they finally realize like, oh, this is what's different and it makes complete sense. Just before they do start this mission, though, Noel is clearly trying to get Lena to spend time with him. Oh, we should go together. And she's like, no, no, no. I think it'd be better if we go alone and see more things yeah yeah they've got a pile of cameras to record everything which is also very clever because you can't take everything back with you josh has a fantastic joke here which i'm not sure if you caught he turns to devin and he says first one to murder a person wins (laughs) and Devin goes what (laughs) but josh just smiles and like drags him into the mirror it's just so great like that's what makes this movie fun Mm. They find out, as you said, the geography is pretty much the same. History is pretty much the same. They start referring at this point to alts, which means both for alternate universe and alternate people. There's also a part in the library where Noel is in the same aisle as Lena, and he's clearly watching her instead of reading the book he's supposed to be reading. They're really setting up that Noel really likes her, and she is... I wouldn't say oblivious, but maybe she's tuned it out. Yeah. But here, here's where it's clever, but it's also incredibly stupid. This is where they start stealing from themselves. <laughs> I like this part. Yeah, robbing yourself in the multiverse. Uh, especially, I mean, there's infinite people to steal from, right? Yeah. Clearly. So, Noel, I'm pretty sure, is the one who does it first. And he's leaving a $300 tip. Which Lena is, whoa, $300. And Noel says, it screws my double, but since I'm him, I can tell you for certain he'd do the same to us. Yeah. And this is where I think it's kind of stupid. As a movie, as a story mechanic, it's very clever to steal from all these people. But as a person, to go, oh, well, I'd certainly steal from myself. (laughs) He would certainly steal from me. Well, aren't you worried about all of the other alts? coming after you then they seem to have zero worry that this will happen for some reason well yeah i mean i think well a that sets it up that there's your bad guy you know because he's willing to screw even himself over which i I feel like they've kind of hinted throughout anyway all the characters know who they are all the actors are very familiar with who their characters are throughout they're very consistent yeah so you've got you've got that and then you've got you know, the tip of the iceberg is that it kind of leads to something that happens later is that they may be alts, but they're still people and they're still real people. And even at one point he says, are they? And, yes. you know, he's a, he's, he's a complete sociopath. But here's the other thing. Oh, so many movies. It's just we have to have a ridiculous shopping spree now. <laughs> they, they really make bank man, this movie by robbing themselves. I mean... Devin is dancing with headphones in front of his face. I don't know why he's doing that. Noel is very into the finer things. He gets about a thousand watches and suits and sunglasses. Josh barely gets anything in this montage. I think he has a toy robot at some point. Yeah, (laughs) Like a super tiny one. It's not 
some grandiose <laughs> thing. Lena is grabbing stuff as well. It It's kind of fun, but in my head, I just couldn't get over that line of, well, I know he'd screw me over, so all is fair. It's like, well, somebody's probably going to do that to you then. I was waiting for most of the movie for Noel to wake up and realize his bank account had been wiped out. Right. <laughs> and also the fact that he would have had probably hundreds of thousands of dollars somewhere that would have been taken. One alt could come in and take a whole lot from this guy who's been stealing from all the other alts. And it could just be this whole competition of <laughs> who can steal more from each other. Like, now you see me alternate universe edition. <laughs> but I think that I think that's the point, though, of the simplicity part of what we were talking about before is, for me, it was all, it was always just, this is the one place that has the mirror, no one else does, and or no one else has discovered it or will ever discover it, and they just do it for granted. But yeah, you got to remember that in every single universe that they go into, there is another mirror there waiting to be discovered. So it's like... Mm, it's kind of weird that nobody else has found. But I guess that's the whole point with every universe is just tiny little bit different. So this big discovery that they've made is probably never going to be discovered in any other universes, I guess. Will be, but yeah, that, that comes at the end. I agree. And I don't need it to do that. But it just kind of bothers me that nobody ever thought about that. Right. That nobody ever worried about that. That. <laughs> I, I guess maybe I've seen too many of these kinds of movies and not to get into spoilers, but we've talked about coherence before. And that movie is a lot about what would we do if we encountered ourselves mm. and worry because of that. And this movie, to me, I'm still in that <laughs> mode, I guess, of going, but what happens if, but what yeah. happens if, what happens if we don't need it? The story is very clean the way it is. But in my head, I'm still thinking Just these wait things. wait for that hammer to drop. Yeah. yeah. Our next scene will be Lena out on the porch reading some journals. She's talking basically about how the woman Carmen described is the woman from the beginning of the movie and the woman who disappeared, right, because she had found the mirror. The interesting thing is that woman found the mirror, so she's not the person who put it in, which, again, I do not want that prequel. Yeah. <laughs> but the great thing about that story is that Marissa was looking for her husband who had died in a hiking accident. Right. Which means she was looking for somebody who had died in this world but wasn't dead in another one, which starts Devin on his search to find his father. Next up, we see Josh and Noel. They are doing their Godfather impression. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they both decided to be Brando. They argue about... How to do the hand motion yeah. on the face. Yeah. It's, so it's so only, it's ridiculous. It's only the one finger. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous. But then they have a huge pile of money, which they say is a million dollars, which has been Josh's big dream, he says, since he was 12 or something. To blow up a million dollars. And this should be so stupid. And it's just not necessary for the most part. But boy, is this a fun scene. This is, yeah, it's dumb. And it's like, where are the police... Why do you have a cartoon stick of dynamite? <laughs> and I love that it seemed to go out and I knew I knew it was going to blow up. I was like, just wait. Yeah. I was so worried one of them was going to stupidly run up to it. I thought the same. But they didn't. They're just annoyed. Oh, come on. Like, yeah. that's, that's disappointing. And then it blows up and it looks beautiful and they have a good time. But Josh pulls out a gun. Yeah. He said, don't worry, I have a permit for it. 
in an alt. <laughs> okay. He shoots some glass by the dumpster. Noel says, oh, hey, can I give it a try? He's like, sure. Noel says, find me a target. So he walks over, finds a cheap-looking DVD case yeah. of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in Frankenstein. Yeah. Saying, this must be a joke, right? It's not. So this is where they... Oh, this is the moment, yeah. This is the moment where they realize the art is the variant. Mm-hmm. This is going to be their unfair advantage. So they're looking for any sort of industry with highly creative decision makers, as Noel puts it. When they're in the library, they start finding other things. The Mona Lisa has short hair. There is a comic book called uh, Los Parecidos, which is actually a reference to the director's other movie. Okay. So I think trying to indicate instead of making it a movie in the alt, it would have been a comic book. Ah, okay. It's a fun little inside joke there. Mm. Devin is worrying about stealing ideas, thinking maybe it's not a good idea, but he kind of storms off to start searching the internet for his father, but finds that the same thing had happened. So we keep getting the headline. We know that his father committed suicide. We know that it was because of some corruption that he got caught in, some sort of scandal. We don't get the full story yet. Yeah. But that is enough to really give you an indication of a lot of what happened. Mm. Lena is going to start taking art out and copying it. She's going to get a gallery show immediately. I do like her fake story, though, of a lot of my contemporaries got out of college and immediately tried to get galleries and and get shows and just put their work out right away. But I wanted to take time to really find out my voice and find out who I was. It sounds very mature yeah. and kind of logical. And I like that. And then she gets her show. So she's very happy with that. Noel, on the other hand, is going to sneak through the mirror, meet up with scientists and engineers. This first one, he, he claims to be a reporter from the MIT paper. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you're one of our best alumni. We really want to <laughs> we really want to know all about you. And, and please be as detailed as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh, for his part with the mayor, is as Devin puts it, groundhog daying women. <laughs> it's just a really funny way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud when he said that the first time. Noel's on TV talking about their company and some of the things that they're doing. It's like, wow, that happened fast. Yeah, yeah. Because as they have their big party and Noel is showing off some tech, Seth is going to crash the party and he's going to say, this is too much. You couldn't have done all this in one month. So we all know it's been only about a month since, say, the... The app launched, the Meter Maid app launched yeah. to To him becoming this. Steve Jobs. And he's not very nice about it either. Seth is saying that they must be up to something nefarious because it runs in Devin's family, which is not okay. Yeah. Josh wants to punch Seth, but doesn't at this point. But Seth starts talking about something called Orion Sky, and none of the others seem to know anything about that. Here's a time where they do something very interesting. So one thing I do want to talk about that I don't think I've mentioned yet is the visual cues they give you in this movie are fantastic. When you are in our world, it's more yellows and oranges. It's got kind of a a warm filter on it. When you're in the alt, it's a bluish green. It's very cold. And usually the camera is angled in a kind of weird way and the perspective might be a bit messed with or it might be a little bit blurry 
you know you're there. You know yeah. you're on that side. But this is the first time, I think, in our side where we've seen the camera angled at an odd way. We're looking at the outside of the house. Because it's the street curb and it's a straight line, it's very obvious that it's at an angle. They're cueing us as something strange is going to happen or something odd is going to be happening. And this is where Noel takes Devin in to beat up Alt-Seth. Yeah. And Alt-Seth, as far as we know, did nothing. Yeah, in this universe, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Noel's saying, don't you want to kick him? Don't you want to hit him for the things he said about your father? And Devin refuses. And Seth's also like, what? I didn't say anything about his father. I don't know who his father is. Yeah. This is the part. This is the part where when Noel and Devin walk out, Devin is saying, that's a real person in there. Mm. And Noel says, is it though? This is where that line comes in. Yeah. And it's also where the line is drawn between who Noel is as a character, what he will value mm-hmm. and fight for, and what Devin feels is worth fighting for, and what he stands for. It's also where they will start to drift further and further apart. Devin is going to start reading the journals now. Josh is going to take Devin to Alt Carmen to give her music that hasn't been released yet from some band she likes, I guess, so that he can get together with her. And then here's a really stupid part where Josh says, but I don't want you to leave yet. Yeah. Like, we're, we're going to get intimate, but I want you to stay and listen. <laughs> and Devin does. It doesn't make any sense from a real world perspective. Yeah. But from a story perspective, it's super important because Carmen's boyfriend is going to come home. Beer cans fall out of the truck as he gets out. And a shot is heard after he's walked upstairs. Devin takes Josh back to our world. Yeah. I suppose that would have to be the way, isn't it? When you go in together, you'd have to spot each other. I think that it works. I think that that is a smart thing to do, to watch out for each other. However, this is a really awkward situation to be in. Yeah, yeah. Because he even says that. He's like, what am I going to do? So you can go downstairs and listen to us have sex. It's like, no, no. So he's got the earphones on full volume. So he doesn't hear this this guy come in and go, go straight upstairs. But then when the gun goes off, he's like, oh, I heard that one. Yeah, which, again, how loud are these? Even noise-canceling headphones wouldn't cut out a lot of voice sound. Or right. The front door slamming. The front door slamming seems like it would be somewhat obvious. And the, <laughs> and that guy seems not at all concerned there's some, some guy, guy sitting on his couch. couch. Yeah. <laughs> but he brings Josh through the mirror. This doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Why? Josh has been shot. Mm-hmm. In the leg. In the leg, yes. But clearly a bad Uh, shot. Femoral artery kind of shot. That would be my guess, right? He pulls him all the way across the street or next door or whatever up to the attic and through the mirror. It just seems like he should get him into the hospital in the alt. That's what I thought. Why did you not just take him to hospital? I mean, I suppose... It's a lot of extra time on top of then you're going to have to wait. You're hoping that the others are on the other side to help out Mm. and that yeah it just seems like that's not the most practical thing but i suppose as well as like well then there'd be two of you and would your id even check out and you know what would happen yeah it's like they were here to keep a low profile so it's like i get it 
They're not going to go to the hospital. They are going to go back through the mirror. I do. I mean, they would probably call Josh's emergency contacts, which would worry income. But I just feel like that would have been the smarter move. Yeah. Especially given what happened. (laughs) Exactly. On the other side, Lena is freaking out. Noel says he's going to call 911, but clearly does not. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty obvious that he wasn't going to from the second. (laughs) He said, oh, yeah, I'll call. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. He may as well have just been saying beep, beep. Yeah. Josh doesn't last very long anyway. Like I said, that's a long way to drag him. And then would he have made it anyway? We don't know. But it does cause the rift. This cements the rift between Devin and Noel. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a cut to black. Lena and Devin want to call the police. Noel wants to plant a new Josh in this world to steal an alt Josh. Lena eventually agrees to it. They have this whole ruse of Josh coming down, new Josh as they call him, coming down after having been chloroformed the night before, having what probably feels like a hangover, telling him he has a hangover, and that he doesn't remember them selling the app and the company, here's $10,000, and oh, by the way, we got you your dream job at this design firm or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, that was a hell of a party. Yeah. Yeah. Devin is very poorly acting in this one. (laughs) (laughs) What is interesting in this moment is that whenever Josh senses some sort of dissonance, something that doesn't feel right, he is filmed with that same bluish filter at an odd angle. And this, they're consistent with. Anytime this character feels something that doesn't seem quite right, this is the way he looks. And it just tells the viewer, this is what's going on. He realizes something is wrong. He's really not from here. And it's great. Mm. I don't think that I noticed it as much the first time. I noticed it a couple points. There's one, the scene in the restaurant is particularly obvious. But I'm not sure that I really caught what they were doing with that here. It's subtle. It's not in your face. But it's, it's obvious once you know to look for it. Yeah, I was confused by it at first, though, because I thought it was like some kind of weird secret parallel universe camera that someone from where the alt was watching in almost as like is someone watching them is this like their version of the periscope because it always seems to be when an alt is in the place so it's like especially at the end where you get that in the car as well it's very obvious in the last shot with the car because it's it's an alt that's in the car with them so it's like is someone watching them that's what i got because it was just like a weird yeah weird angle weird light but yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, it's just maybe just to show unease. Yeah. I think it's for us as the viewer, but I kind of like your interpretation <laughs> as well. Yeah. After Josh is gone, Devin is going to be looking at pics of Josh and reminiscing. Lena brings him food. Devin basically insults her for copying art. And then he's going to start jumping through a lot looking for his father. That's pretty much all he's doing. Noel convinces Lena to go after her unsupportive father so maybe it's not a good idea when's the last time he supported you never okay then <laughs> i'm not exactly sure what they're going after for though Money? like i'm assuming but i'm not sure how or why or what Th- this one i was just a bit baffled like well what are you doing i feel like this is something that ended up getting cut yeah that there's a scene here with her and her father that got cut but we don't have that, so we can't really go don't, on that. Don't really need it either, yeah. It's also in this scene, though, that Noel pulls out a piece of plastic, taps it onto the paper he gave her, and immediately all the text is now in the screen, 
And he's like, oh, this is a next-gen e-reader. Eh, don't worry about it. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What yeah. all do you have? Yeah. Josh, we will see at his new job at Stanley Tech, where a colleague is trying to welcome him and say, if you need anything, let me know. But she also lets in the story about the guy who had the job before him. Oh, you didn't hear about him? He made these weird YouTube videos talking about bombs in the building and swore they weren't his. So he ended up getting, I guess he got fired mm. for making bomb threats, essentially. So that's already a bit weird. Noel runs outside in an alt and he nearly runs into himself throwing frisbees with Josh. They're just laughing and being friendly. This, I thought, was a very interesting scene just because of how without this special mirror, he and Josh would still be kind of close and still be kind of friends yeah. rather than the guy who just let him die. Yeah, exactly. Because he was like the one person that was kind of on his side. And yeah, he, he lost him. We're going to have a scene with Lena where she is talking to Devin. Like, basically, they sort of apologize to each other quickly. And then she says, I know you're looking for your father. This is where we actually get the full story. Devin is from a small town or a small city. His father got caught from some sort of corruption scandal. He went home angry, yelling at him, saying, you've ruined my life, those kinds of things. And his father, right after, commits suicide. Yeah. And Devin says they found his body 12 minutes later and then immediately goes, I found his body 12 minutes later. Mm. So traumatizing and so quick. This is a great quick story, a great bit of quick exposition to say it's not just that he misses his father. It's not just that he loves his father, but he also regrets the last moments he had with right. his father. We're going to see Josh with more dissonance and blue color as he's looking through something like Facebook at pictures that he does not recognize. Noel is going to be looking through the periscope. He's going to see Devin sleeping and say, oh, he's still sleeping. And Lena says, well, we shouldn't be spying on each other. <laughs> and Noel says, well, I'm, I'm just concerned about my friend. Yeah, I'm just looking out for him. Like, no, you're looking at him. <laughs> this is also where Noel is going to start planting the seed that Devin always runs when things are difficult. Yeah. One that he kind of sprinkles throughout until it pays off for him later. Noel is also going to show Lena some tech. And I know that this is something you're dying to talk about. <laughs> yeah, the, the syringe that freezes and boils things at the same time. is basically space vacuum in a, in a syringe. Yeah, but you're like, that's going to come in handy later on. <laughs> Only mildly. It makes a glass of water evaporate immediately. He says that it expands matter at the molecular level, which is clearly not what it does. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess turning something into steam is expanding it at the molecular level. But what it does later is not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Lena is uncomfortable with how Noel is touching her. There's loads of these mm. moments where Noel is being too close and Lena doesn't like it. And this one is just really obvious. But again, it works well for what the characters are supposed to be going through. Yeah. Noel basically says this, the future, like this could be the future for all of them. Noel says, Devin doesn't get it. Not like you. You always dream big. Mm. And I'm not sure that Lena really does dream big. She dreamed of having a gallery show. And yeah. that's what she got. Yeah. It's a lot of, I think, Noel seeing Lena the way he wants to see her. Yeah. Yeah. 
The next scene is a fantastic scene because this is where Devin finally finds an alt where his father is alive. And in jail instead, yeah. Failed suicide. Failed suicide. He goes to talk to him. It's a very short scene, but it's a scene where both of them play it very, very well. Who is the guy? I recognize the father. This is David Harewood. This is the guy I said you might actually recognize. Ah, okay, yeah, I do recognize him, but I don't know from what. He's been in a number of shows. TV shows, maybe? And and also some movies. He's one of those actors. He's had a big career, but as far as in our wheelhouse, not as much of of stuff. In this, they, they sort of apologize without directly apologizing, but I like the way it works. Every line in the scene just seems to work for me. Their delivery of it just really works for me. There's the line where Devin says, like, oh, the things I said to you at the end. And his father says, yeah, you called me a criminal. I only wish you'd said it earlier. Mm. And saying things like, I got into stuff with some bad people and I was too weak to stop them. Like The way he says that, it, it makes you feel something for him. Yeah. You know, you get that whole sense of he got a bit of power he made some choices that were bad. Once he was in there, he couldn't get out again. Yeah. And it's it's just wonderful. Yeah, almost like what the, the group are going through right now. <laughs> and that's exactly what leads to the end of the scene, what the father says, I believe in you, you can be different. Yeah. And then ends with, a man is his own actions, which have meanings for this conversation, but also for Devin and this movie as a whole. And I, I just love that. I think that this works well. Devin has gotten what he wanted. He finally got to talk to his father again to see him to say how miserable he was. And also, bonus, get a bit of guidance for how he can live his life now. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, of course, because he would have been fatherless for this uh, in this normal universe that we're in. Yeah, Devin is going to try to smooth things over. He's going to give Noel a bottle of alcohol. Noel says... Are you trying to kill me? Which is a sort of funny, sort of weird <laughs> line, given what we already know of Noel so far. Yeah. They reminisce some funny stories about college. Noel says they're going to give money to Josh's mother and then to new Josh in time. Devin seems to think that's okay for now. Lena is also drinking a lot <laughs> yeah. at the gallery. Devin is basically going to rescue her, take her home. Lena is crying basically i love that scene at the gallery actually Mm. where she's getting drunk she looks miserable they do some interesting things with the camera work the only painting that seems to not fit the whole theme is the one that she had had as a screensaver that josh had put up yeah her original work her only original work in this gallery and she pulls a critic guy aside and says, hey what do you think of that one yeah you don't like it do you (laughs) and saying all sorts of things Very loudly and rudely to the people in the room. But I love how she explains the point that kind of cracked her. Like, we don't get to see it, but we are told it. Mm. She said that there's a little girl who idolized her, and that just hit home how fake she was being. Devin is going to say, oh, but I, I do like your art. I've always liked your art. In fact, I have this pamphlet from your university gallery show from 20 years ago or whatever. It's all beat up. I'm like, really? You've kept that in your wallet the whole time? <laughs> like, I could see pulling it out of, like, your dresser or something. Yeah. But it has to be in his wallet because we need to see it later. Yes. 
This is where Devin's going to admit that he liked her, but he didn't move as fast as Noel. They end up kissing. We see the rotating camera and a tree painting on the wall, which is the same as her tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bit yeah. seemed important. It's like, oh, that, oh wait, that's, that's on her spine as well as a tattoo. It's like, what's that all about? I don't know, it confused me. But is that not maybe like a symbol of... Well, obviously, like, the tree of life, but is it not maybe something like she, at one point in the past, believed in herself, and, like, this is maybe, like, her rebirth in the movie again kind of thing, like, her coming out of it, kind of, like, this, this... Because the whole thing is, like, the genie in the bottle, and they even say that, it's like, let's make a wish. I feel like if there's even just a a little of an undertone or a, a little theme going on, is like, what would you do if you had your wishes? And it's like, yeah, Josh wants nothing, but just the base instincts in life, just booze and women. Noel wants everything. What does she want? She wanted to be a famous artist, but she became one and she wasn't happy. Yeah, everyone has got this thing that they're searching for. But yeah, that, that tree thing, which is like, is this like the reset button for her? Does that change something? But it never really came to anything in the movie, but... Not really. Mm. But let me put it to you this way. I worry that maybe, again, this is some stuff that got cut. Right. Because it felt important to me. Yes, and I do think that it's so prominent that it probably is important. So maybe it's important, like you say, in some sort of symbolic way. But I thought it was interesting just to prove a couple of times that she was the same person. When later we're not sure who is who and who belongs to our world, every time we see that tattoo, a very creative choice, we do know that it is still her. Right. Because there's a part later where it's very prominent and it seems like it's prominent there on purpose. So do you think that maybe the original movie was something that got a bit overcomplicated and then they decided to cut back and to keep it more simple? I think it was possible, or I think that the ending might have been a little bit different. We'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that that might have been a time where we would have seen it wasn't a tree, but something else, or nothing at all. Right. We are going to see that Noel is spying on them. Mm -hmm. But while he's spying on them, there's no sound for the periscope. (laughs) But Devin is talking about how Noel has been going 24-7, and it's pretty obvious. I mean, did you realize what was going on at this point? Yeah. Noel has been using alts to help him, at least one, Yeah. to help him amass, because two can do more than one. Which at one point I was like, at which point, it would be interesting to see if you could spot in the movie where the first alt comes in, like if you can actually, if, if they've put them in there to be seen, like at what point. Yeah, I do kind of wonder if there's one hidden somewhere that Mm. I didn't see. That is one time where they don't really play with the filter because when we do find that out for sure, it's all done in our world colors. Like, they don't really mess with that one. Lena is going to wake up, though, to a note from Devin saying he can't be part of this and he'll return when he's ready. Noel cutting a tomato. This is some really nice editing of creepy. Yeah. (laughs) He's just cutting a tomato. But boy, does it seem menacing the way that they've they've put it together here. He says they're nearly at 40 million and it's time to buy the whole block because we can't have this super secret in a residential area. Yeah. And also, this is where he finally said, hey, Lena, uh, let's be romantic again. Money will make it better. Yeah. I thought she just like openly just laughs about it as well. <laughs> what? Noah's going to laugh about it as well and say you're different which the first time i didn't know what he was talking about but that is an important line mm. and it does play off later there's a great scene of new josh losing it yeah 
Uh, Lena, this is the part where it's really obvious. We cut direct on Lena. It's yellow. We cut to Josh and it's like blue. And he's talking about these simple little things that you would refer to as probably the Mandela effect. Yeah. Oh, that kid in school, his hair was green, but now it's red in the pictures. And I stared at this book every night as a kid. Callahan doesn't have a G, but now there's a G. Yeah. Really little things, but they work well. And he's like, I'm just, I'm just, I can't keep it together. And she's trying to rationalize. I was like, stop telling me it's just a new job. I know it's something more. I know it's something more. I even found a pistol in my backpack. It's not mine. Mm. <laughs> We're going to then cut to Lena watching Noel put in this super high-tech weird lock. Yeah, like that for, for me is like it's just something straight out of Half Life. Yeah, yeah. Like Half Life Two, City Seventeen locks. Lena confronts Noel. She's obviously just relayed what Josh had been saying to her, and I was like, "He'll get it. He'll be okay." Oh, did, the, did, did, did he find the gun I left for him? Yeah. <laughs> I did wonder though. At this point, I did wonder if they were going to say that living in an alt would drive you a bit crazy right. no matter what that you just something physically you couldn't handle it mm. and maybe even marissa eventually couldn't handle it but that's not the direction they went no no but it's just like you would go nuts thinking like you would get extremely paranoid because you'd be like yeah these little mandela effect things like no that person was called tom with an h just weird things don't add up yeah and that works and that's totally fine i just at this point, I was wondering if they were going a different direction than yeah. they did. Yeah. But no, they didn't. They they kept it simple, which, again. again, I think is probably the smart move here. Yeah. But Lena has realized what Noel did and said, that that guy that Josh replaced, did you get rid of him? Mm. And Noel says, oh, yeah, sure. She's like, you ruined a life. Yeah. And he said, oh, he was a software engineer. His life is already ruined. <laughs> Burn. What? <laughs> <laughs> But it's just such a realization that Noel doesn't just think about alts this way. He thinks about all people this yeah, way. Yeah. They're either useful to him or they are not. Mm -hmm. And if they are not him, then they've wasted their life. Even the ones that are him. Yeah. Are not safe from him. <laughs> <laughs> Lena is going to spy on Noel, seeing him throw a phone in the trash. She's going to pull it out, follow the location finds Devin. She's saying, look, we need to talk about Noel and you need to come back. We need to deal with this. Sees the suitcases, is very upset that he's going to be leaving and then realizes this is not her Devin. This is an alt Devin. And again, that visual difference suddenly when she realizes who he is, is just great. Yeah. And she says, you're not going to understand this. You gave this to me you're not who you think you are or you're not where you think you are. I've got to go. And she leaves it. And I believe Devin pulls out the same pamphlet. Yeah. He goes, whoa. Mm. <laughs> She's going to head back to see the end of this amazing scene where Josh comes back to the house. He confronts Noel with his gun that he found in his backpack. And Noel is looking in the backpack. I think it's the same backpack. Realizes the gun isn't there. Yeah. And that Josh has it. They wrestle. Noel gets shot in the stomach. Josh is upset about the whole thing, but then turns and sees a different Noel. Mm. And different Noel shoots Josh. 
So why do you have to make this so complicated? And Noel on the ground says, I've been shot, but it's just in the side. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> and other Noel with his laser gun. Which is very messy. It's a very messy. He says, uh, it'll be easier this way. It's like, mm, there's an easier way than blowing his whole body yeah, up across the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just as that happens, Lena's going to show up. And she's going to see the bodies. Noel says, wait, you've got to see. You've got to see all this new tech. It's not about being rich. It's about being the Thomas Edison of our time. This could be revolutions, right? (laughs) All these amazing things that he found out. He's got a plan. He says, look, you do art and culture. I'll do the rest. We'll start a new world. We'll split it 40-60. You know, art and culture. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird moment for them to have this joke, but I love that it's there. This is also where he says, look, 10 other Lenas love me. Why don't you? What's wrong with you? (laughs) And it's also a moment where he clearly just wants what he can't have. He had 10 others that he confessed to that he could have stayed with. Yeah. But no, no, no. He wants this one because their smile was just a little bit different. Something was just a little bit different. You know what the big difference thing was, Noel? (laughs) They liked you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to pretend that she's on his side. Oh, yeah, well, I've missed you now because you have a giant gun (laughs) in my face. (laughs) But when it was like a doorbell or a knock or something. Yeah. And Noel starts to go check it out and he comes back. This is where she stabs him with that needle thing. Yeah. And what does it do? It leaves a red ring on his leg and a puncture wound. Yeah. That's it. I was so annoyed. I was expecting his leg to explode. I was expecting his whole body to explode. I was like, this is the end of the movie. This is it. Or his blood to evaporate. Yeah, yeah. Something cool is going to happen. Nope, nothing happens. Like, you you can't do that to us, man. You can't foreshadow something as being really important and super cool, then giving it to the person and then having it do nothing. God, that was really disappointing. That was a huge disappointment. That That's definitely one thing that I would have changed if I could. In an alt, clearly the movie won't have that. <laughs> Something cool will happen instead. They wrestle. This is the scene where her tattoo is again clearly displayed. Right. So we do know that it's her. I think that even flips over to the painting at one point here. Now, when we see her again with the gun... It's very hard for me to tell at this point because her shirt has kind of slid down a bit. So I don't know if they're trying to say that the tattoo has disappeared or if it's just coincidence. Right. So far, I'm going to kind of lean on just coincidence. But Mm -hmm. there's another scene that is a little bit weird about that. Lena gets the gun, but it won't shoot because it has a fingerprint lock. She also can't run out the front door because that's locked. So she runs to the mirror. How do you feel about that move? Well, it's the only place that she could go, and so... Well, she could run out the tunnel out to the back. That's true. And I'm assuming that this house has a back door somewhere. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Unless Noel has put the super lock on that as well. Yeah, maybe. It's very rare for a house this size to have only one door. One entrance and exit, yeah. Yeah, I guess if you panic, yeah, you maybe go back to there. If for two reasons, one, maybe to escape out the, the secret line, the witch in the wardrobe thing, or... To threaten the mirror, like to to say, I'm going to take this away from you instead. Yeah, but she definitely tries to jump in. Yeah, and I would too, because you could. You, that's the way that's established that you can escape, is 
Okay, but here's the problem. If you do that... He's waiting for you when you come back. Yeah. And he can <laughs> wait about an hour. Yeah, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be 10 years we, inside, yeah. yeah. So... It's not the best escape plan. Yeah, yeah. No. Unless you're planning to live there or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> get get a weapon and come back with a weapon, maybe. But yeah, yeah it just, to me, seemed a weird plan. I thought it, maybe she was, fine, I thought she was going to try and just push him into it and then lock it closed so he couldn't come back in. I thought that... Was like, I mean, okay. maybe that is her plan. Maybe that was her plan from the beginning, is to get in, get him to follow her, and then, and, and then jump to the other side. And if so, that's great. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think that that's a gap that can be filled that, that works for me. Yeah, this is one of possible endings of two that I have, or three. three. One is evaporate by the syringe. Two is trap Noel in uh, an alt and then just lock the mirror because we've already established that it can be switched on and off. It's just for me, Noel is totally the guy who will calmly wait on the other side. Right, right. I would not count on him running through after me to be able to trap him. Or find another mirror, which is also established later on that many of these exist, or at least more than one. But instead, he captures her. Devin arrives with the gun, or he's found the gun from before. Noel tries to lie and say, Oh, Lena's gone crazy. Mm. She's talking about alternate universes. It's very weird. And Devin basically just shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Noel goes into the mirror and he's like, No, we've got to stop him before he comes back. And this is the one really bad shot in the whole movie is this slow mo scene. <laughs> in my opinion, they should have just let her do it at full speed or have it be a gradual into slow motion. Right. But it's just so slow of Devin holding the gun and then she running and sliding into it. It just doesn't fit in this movie <laughs> that has just done very different things visually all the way through. It's a gripe that probably only I have. Probably nobody <laughs> else is bothered by this, but it just feels so out of place. But at the same time, it's paid off immediately by Noel trying to get back through and then getting locked through. Yeah. The whole shot of him sliding slowly off and especially the special effects to make up the half body that falls yeah. is one of the most gory <laughs> and beautiful special effects I have ever seen. It just looks beautiful. Uh, if you're into this kind of thing. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the kind of thing I'd hang on my wall, yeah. but... It's the kind of thing that Lena would. From a... <laughs> it's the kind of thing she would paint, yeah. yeah. But this is an amazing special effects scene, and I love it. Mm. And Even down to the, the, the squeegee side. <laughs> coming down the mirror. <laughs> the thing that always gets me is the way that the body falls in different... Like, there's a leg that falls a bit after... Mm. And the body leans forward and the intestines follow it. Yeah. It's just <laughs> glorious. I love that so much. And because it's not CGI. But it's not It's not even just that. It looks great. Yeah. It's not like this is some sort of cheap B-movie 80s effect. No, no, no. It's... But this looks great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was like, oh, this slow-mo scene is pretty dumb. Oh, but that's amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was me like, okay, well, this balances out mm. in the long run. I love that Devin has a video from our original Devin saying, look, I've got to tell you a story. And he says, oh, I've always been paranoid. I guess it paid off in this instance. Yeah. 
they're cleaning up the blood. Ew. And then Lena's like, well, we need to break the mirror. Now, when she breaks the mirror, for as much effort as they put into the Noel dying, they didn't put into this, which really <laughs> irritates me. Because when she smashes the mirror, yeah. it's just glass. Yeah. So we can see the, the siding and the wall and the window through it. What happened to the wooden back that it was on? <laughs> it's very rare to have just a huge piece of glass sitting there. It doesn't work that That's way. That's not how mirrors work. <laughs> but I'll go, Eve. This is, this is my third ending. This is the ending that I really was waiting for. I was like, this would be cool if this happens. And it didn't. Because I really didn't like the, the real ending of this movie. But what I wanted to see was, so she picks up the axe, she goes to hit the mirror, and she takes the full swing at it, and it just goes, ding, and it doesn't break. And then they just look at each other, and then it just, the movie finishes. That's what I wanted. Because that's how cursed objects work. They're indestructible. And they keep on going on and on and on and on and on about, this house is cursed, this item is cursed, it's a curse. The old lady had a curse. Well, make it a cursed object and just have it that they can't get rid of it. And they're cursed. Because that is the thing that I was talking about before. It's like everyone who gets what they want is cursed. She gets her art, but she's not happy. The only one that gets what he wants and is happy is Devin. Everyone else meets their end or some form of depression, in, in Lena's case, or like breakdown. So, yeah, it's pretty clear that it's like a, it's like a magical cursed item. Make it indestructible. Yeah, I don't think they mentioned curse as much as you think they did. <laughs> I do think it's very interesting that they do a, just before she smashes it, a deliberate pan behind the mirror, almost as though we might be going from our side to an alt where they're also trying to smash it. I do kind of wonder if that's what they were going for. Right. Especially with the ending that we got. I kind of have a little theory to go with that, perhaps. Okay. But it just seemed a weird choice, especially when you're going to, again, display the fact that it has a wooden back, but you're not going to pay attention to that during the special mm. effects shot. So, yeah, it's just a little bit. Obviously, that one bothers me. But I would have just loved an ambiguous ending where it's just like, they go to smash it, it they realize it cannot be broken. They just look at each other and then it's like, movie ends, roll credits. Devin and Lena are going to take off. As they leave, as they're driving off, the radio is explaining all these amazing technological discoveries that have been donated to yeah. help save the world. Yeah, and like, that would even happen. Yeah, oh, all this alien tech. Let's just put it on the radio and <laughs> tell everybody about it. It's like, yeah, no chance. No, but it does show that they're generous. They didn't just try to take advantage of the situation, I suppose. Right. I don't know why they're bothering to leave, though. Where are they going? I guess this whole city just says too many memories for them or something. Yeah, too because hot you, now. you can't get away from the mirror that doesn't exist. And in fact, you can't get away from it at all because Lena is washing her hands in the most disgusting... It's just a pool of water in the bathroom sink. Yeah. It's very weird. And she turns because she hears the sound. Yes. And then when she gets in the car, Devin is trying to decide what music to listen to. He's listing the music they have available. And she says, oh, I haven't heard the Dead Pixels in years. He's like, we played that an hour ago. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I must be tired. Or something mm -hmm. lame like that. And then they drive off. Dun, dun, dun. God, I, I hate that ending, man. <laughs> I think they could have saved it, though, if they had just had Devin shrug his shoulders and go, whatever. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care anymore. Or 
he could have said something like, all right, look. <laughs> yeah. I know. Let's... I barely knew the other Lena anyway. Let's just move on and hope that we don't kill each other in the future. Like, yeah. So what is going on with that, right? I tried to unpack that ending. What's the guy's name? Not Noah. Devin? No, no, no. The bad guy. Seth? No, no, no. The, the really bad guy. Noel? Noel. Yeah, not Noah. Noel. Oh. Right. So, <laughs> so Noel kidnapped a Devin from another alt? Is that what it is? Right. So when we see Devin at the house by the lake... Yeah, that's not him. That's not the Devin we knew. So, was our Devin murdered then? I think we can assume that. Right. We aren't told, yeah, as far as I know. we never see a body or anything like that. But we know, we, yeah, we were 100% sure that's not him. So, is that Lena, maybe they were a couple? And is, is that kind of like a parallel of the beginning of the movie, where that older couple, was she was finding her dead husband to be with him again, because she obviously loves him so much, she's willing to kill an innocent version of herself to be with her husband again is that what this is happening again like lena has now murdered her lena our lena so that she can be with her devon again has she been looking for devon ever since he's gone missing that is my interpretation yes because that seems like an awfully short time to find someone in a multiverse especially through another mirror i'm not sure these are necessarily from the same parallel universe i think this just may be a situation where she found a Devin. Okay. Like, Marissa didn't actually find her husband. She found an alternate yeah, yeah. husband. And I think that that's the same thing here. I think that this Lena had been looking for uh, Devin. So Devin is dead in, in many of the alts then. He was murdered. It is possible. I kind of like romantically the thought that they did both end up here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to realize that because she kills Lena... None of our original four still exist right. in our, yeah. our universe, which is very interesting. I did have the suspicion, again, this is just kind of my stupid theory, which is probably not the case. But when they did that weird pan behind the mirror, that it was possibly two different realities that we were looking at. Mm -hmm. And that in some way, one of those is like both of those Lena's are the Lenas we see at the end, one killing the other for some reason. Right. But that's me really throwing that in there, and I, I don't <laughs> think that they've... They've kept it really simple to that point, so why would they really muddy it that much? Yeah. I think there are many other things they could have done, which, as you said, would have been a more satisfying ending. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that there's... Oh, so now there's more mirrors. It's like, And they seem to be showing up in gas stations. And if you're going to make a movie... Like that, like have, like, this is some kind of alien technology that was planted and it's in, they're all in very specific geographical locations. That's why the mirror was bolted to the ground and they have to be angled at a certain angle to work. So there's like an on and an off switch. Okay, then let's make a movie about that. I just don't know why they had to throw this in at the end as a, ooh, thing. Like, they could have ended it much better, I think. I just, I just, I really didn't like the ending. So for me to say, I think, we don't really want to have all the other mirrors because then that muddies the waters. I want the movie to be done. Yeah. I don't want a prequel to this. I don't want a sequel to this. I want it to be done. And so I do agree. I do think, however, my little fix of Devin just... It seems like he didn't even realize it. And it's like, come on, you've got to realize it. But maybe because of the bluish tint that Lena had at the end, maybe he did Does, notice yeah. it. But doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything. It would have been nice just... 
a line or two. I mean, they're so good at concise dialogue. Mm. I just really feel like they could have thrown in two lines here that Devin could have said, look, I know you're not the lean I was with two seconds ago. I barely knew her anyway. Let's hope that we don't see any more of ourselves in the future. And I think that that would have been enough to go, eh, you know, yeah. even, even if that's all he did was just a comedic, eh, shoulder shrug, <laughs> like, I know what's going on. I don't care anymore. Yeah. That probably would have worked for me as well. And with the playfulness of some of the other parts of the movie, I think that it might have played. I think that that might have worked. So it didn't have a solid resolution ending. Yeah. Everything up to the climax and the climax was really good. I thought that it worked pretty well. That tail end. And I think that my suspicion is that tail end is why it's got 50% from the audience. I think people saw that as a twist that didn't need to be there. I saw a few of the briefs of okay. the reviews that were basically saying that, that it was a lame plot twist at the end. And oh. I, I'm not, it's not really a plot twist. It's a weird just kind of resolution, almost indicating there might be a sequel, which is, again, not something we want. No, but maybe something that they felt that they should include because low budget and stuff. Maybe a sequel is obviously a way you can market something if it's going to be something that you can make money off of again in the future. So maybe maybe that's why they put it in. But I certainly don't think that just because of that little bum ending, it would be a reason to say the movie is garbage. Nah, that's not. Uh, to, to give it a negative review just based on that, after all the kind of solid stuff that's, that came before it, is totally unfair. But maybe for some people it just doesn't work. I'm sure that there must be people out there where parallel universes are just not something that intrigues them. And... I feel this is original, the way that they've pulled it off and a lot of the things they've done. But to other people, this may feel much like what other movies have done. For me, though, I think just artistically, they've pulled it off. I think that the acting really pulls it off. The dialogue works very well. There are parts, like I said, that I, I didn't like. But overall, I'm very happy to have seen this movie. And yeah. I definitely want to see more from this director, maybe more from this writer. And... Just would love to see more movies that not only take the mechanics of their story seriously, but also the artistic side, which I think this movie does very well at both. Yeah. Gaps filled and more gaps created. <laughs>